You're listening to From Heaven and Hope, a weekly podcast where Nicole Frazier brings you conversations from those who have been affected by grief. Whether a parent, child, friend, counselor, pastor, or philanthropist, everyone moves through and conquers grief in their own way. We know that what you're facing is a long road, but no matter how dark that road is, there will always be light. There will always be purpose. From where they are in heaven to the hope you need to move forward, we want to help you on that journey. Here is today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first full episode of From Heaven and Hope, the podcast. Today, you're going to be hearing from me, uh, which isn't going to be the norm, uh, but for context, it was necessary to share our story so you knew where we were coming from and why this podcast is so important to me. So our grief journey began in 2015 when we lost our first son, Brady, at eight days old. He had a condition called urea cycle disorder, and um, he just lost that battle really, really quickly. We found out shortly after he passed away that each time we conceived naturally, we had basically a 25% chance of the same outcome. Um, So even though that was a high percentage, 75%, being the alternative seemed a lot higher so we did we did try again um, and unfortunately realized around halfway through that pregnancy that it was the same outcome we had another boy with the same disorder and so our little guy Levi was lost around 18 and a half weeks the following year in 2016 we then went on to IVF because we didn't want to go through that again and so we did IVF with genetic testing and we conceived our daughter Kyla on the second try. Previous to her, we had one transfer that worked but ended in miscarriage. And after her, we had a transfer that worked, split and resulted in twins, and then had another miscarriage. So we're, we're pretty well versed in grief. And that time span was from 2015 to 2019. So about, about four years of consistent loss with one really really big rainbow kind of smack dab in the middle which was our little girl Kyla. So particularly when we lost Brady there wasn't really anybody that I knew or knew where to go to find support. I didn't know anybody who'd been any through anything similar and I didn't find any resources that were super helpful for me in the beginning. So because of that we sought counseling fairly quickly afterwards. Um, At first, we went through the church, and then we found a grief counselor just um, outside of our city who helped us navigate sort of those early feelings of really struggling with the why us, why me, why him, and also just narrowing down kind of the things we could do and the setting good expectations for ourselves and for the people around us, because that was really hard, and it was really hard for people around us to kind of understand what we were going through they still don't really understand what we went through and what we continue to to do every day but it it's easier for us to accept that now having sought counseling so that would definitely be something that I would say look into almost right away and if you don't have the strength to do it enlist one of your friends to do it enlist one of your family members to do it for you do some research make the calls for you so that you have access to somebody when you need them we were really grateful to have that gift as well Uh, my cousin was the one who did the calling around and found someone for us and that was the person we saw for about two years Uh, and she was extremely helpful 
I think it's important to note too, to not put too much pressure on yourself in the beginning to find the exact right person for you from a counseling perspective. What you want is somebody that just can listen to you. You can unload all your feelings, can give you a few tips and tricks and isn't going to pressure you one way or the other. You just need an open, honest listening ear and someone you're comfortable speaking with. That is really the only thing you need right in the beginning. In my opinion, you can find the exact right person to target all the mental things that you're dealing with uh, a little bit later when you're more capable to kind of make all those phone calls yourself. But in the beginning, I would say just find somebody who can listen, who you don't feel guilty about unloading on. That said, I did move on to a different counselor, a different therapist later on because I was struggling with some PTSD, some anxiety that I still struggle with now uh, following the loss of my kids. But it's just something you deal with on a day-to-day basis. And if you're feeling that now, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. It's, it's just something you're going to have to learn to manage. But if you find the right person down the road when you're capable of doing so, you can manage it. It will be okay. The other thing that I really did or tried to do following Brady's passing and throughout our grief journey was to start connecting and attending uh, the church that I felt the most connected to. I was not somebody that grew up in a Christian household, really. They were not atheists or anything, but we just didn't go to church regularly or have a a real big faith base. Um, I would go Christmas and Easter, and that's kind of how it went. But when we were in the hospital spending our last few hours with Brady, one of the things that was offered to us was to have him, him baptized in the hospital. And we both just adamantly said yes. And I was never baptized as a child. It wasn't something that was presented to me as an option or something that I really knew to do. So after he was able to be baptized, I just really felt like I needed to be too. And so I connected with a church. I started reading scripture. I started attending regular church services on Sundays, um, connecting with friends there, creating fellowship within the community. And that really helped me too, because it, it made me feel connected to him wherever he was um, on the other side. And, and I believe that he is with with Jesus. I believe he's safe. I believe he's with his brothers now. And the church community just really helped me get to that place where I was, I was comfortable. And I really felt like going to church on Sundays was cathartic. It felt like all the sermons were applicable to how I was feeling. And it felt like they were little God winks. They were little, little pieces of information telling me he's okay. We have him live your life and and be happy and remember him. But don't be concerned about his well-being. He's okay. So while the missing him never never stops, it still never stops, and missing Levi and missing the three others that were lost, it just helps me come to terms with where they are now. Whether you connect with a church or you choose to go to a medium or whatever you choose to do, I think one of the things that you need to kind of focus on is coming to terms with where you believe your loved ones are whether it's heaven, whether it's in the clouds, whether it's in your heart, you come to terms with that piece so that you're no longer concerned about their well-being and you just focus on how to honor their memory and missing them and how you're feeling. Um, I don't think that's disrespectful to them at all. I think that's the best thing if you can release it to they're happy now, they're at peace, they're safe, they're not hurting, then that's one less thing that you have to heal from the next piece is then dealing with with your own health, your own peace of mind. So in hindsight, I think the top two things I would go for right at the beginning is 
therapy, again, just someone you can unload on right at the beginning and connecting with a church or a medium or something that's going to help you come to terms with that one piece. One of the things that the first therapist that I had, the first counselor that I had said to me about my friends after Brady passed away was your friends will fall into three categories after a big event, a big life event, good or bad. And she said, one, they will overcompensate. Two, they will be the same or you will have friends that will come out of the woodwork and just be supportive. And three, they will disappear. And I can tell you firsthand that is exactly what happens. But what she said about the third option when they disappear is that if they can't be there for you in those big events, then they're not the right friends for you and you have to be at peace with that and you have to let it go. And you also can't really hold it against them. I think if they've just kind of fallen off the radar it's because they don't know what to say it's not out of malicious intent but they can't be there for you and therefore you can't keep supporting that friendship and that was extremely valuable as well i was really lucky in that most of my friends were very supportive didn't overcompensate and didn't disappear however there were a few in each of the first and third categories as well but for anybody listening who's trying to support somebody who's grieving i would say try to fall into the second category try to be somebody that's just there for support just do things just say you're going to order them food just say you're going to drop off cookies at their door say you're going to come in and clean their house say you're going to meet them outside for a walk Uh, encourage them to do things that will keep their life moving and also make their life simpler easier the logistical things that need to be accomplished try and take care of some of those for them And the main thing is to just always be there and never disappear. And don't try and offer a ton of advice. Just be the shoulder. Don't try and find the positive or try and be the fixer. Just be the shoulder, be the hand to hold, and just let them know that you're always there no matter what life throws at them. The other thing with being a really close friend with someone is oftentimes when they lose somebody, you grieve yourself as the friend. And so as the friend, it's important that you address your grief separately and not in front of the person who's grieving primarily, if that makes sense. So for me, when we lost our kids, if my friends were grieving for us, they wouldn't come to me with their grief. They would talk to each other or they would talk to their parents and then come to me with just full support. And if you're the one who's primarily grieving and someone is stealing your thunder, so to speak, don't be afraid to speak up and tell them that they're doing that because you need to take ownership of your own feelings and as hard as it is and as weird as it feels to kind of call someone out for feeling they can feel but they just can't do it in front of you and they can't do it publicly because it takes away from your needs and if they love you and they care about you they won't mind that you spoke out they will be happy that you told them what to do because most people just don't know what to do another piece that's really really hard with friends when you've lost children is when your friends start expecting or pregnancy announcements come out and in the age of social media where it's everywhere social media can be beautiful but it can be a wretched beast and in those moments it is really really tough so it's super important that you honor those feelings and if that means you get off social media or that means that you don't follow certain people or you unfollow certain accounts then do it with regards to your friends though it's going to be really hard to do that So those are feelings that will probably have to be managed for a long time if you're somebody that has lost a child. For me, it's it's something that's consistently managed even now. Um, I actually had a situation last year where I had like a major trigger moment 
um, when one of my friends showed up pregnant somewhere. Um, and I don't know what it was about that scenario that really, really set me off, but it, it really hurt. And I knew it wasn't personal and it wasn't about me. It just, I couldn't control it. And so I think you just have to honor those feelings. And when you need to step away, you step away. And when it's con- convenient for you, when it works for you, you explain it to the other people that it affected. Um, for me, it was the person that was expecting Um, I wanted to explain it to her that me sort of leaving or being upset about it had nothing to do with her being pregnant. It just had to do with me not being pregnant and and having unsuccessful pregnancies consistently. And while we're talking about pregnancy, moving on to my pregnancy with Kyla and really any subsequent pregnancies after Brady, pregnancy, as lovely as it is for me, is highly anxiety-provoking. And so if anyone is facing that similar circumstance, Again, you just have to honor those feelings. But one of the things that my current counselor, my current therapist says to me is when anxious feelings approach and they uh, give way, one of the things you can say to yourself is, is this helping me or is this hurting me? And so that is something that you can say to yourself throughout a pregnancy is your, your thoughts aren't necessarily going to change the outcome. So to just think positively, work on thinking the most positive scenario because that will only help you it will never hurt you now that Kyla's a little bit older it is bittersweet watching her grow up and wondering what her brothers would have been like but I would say it's it's definitely more sweet than bitter like I said we've come to terms with where we believe the boys are and so that is helpful in taking away the sting but missing them is hard and not knowing what they would have been like at this stage is hard but it's not something we struggle with consistently every single moment of every single day. It's just a thought that probably approaches every day that you kind of have to just like breathe in and then breathe out and know that that's just the way it was meant to be. I don't know if everything happens for a reason. I, I hope it does, but it's hard for me at this stage to understand the reasoning behind multiple losses as well as my kids, Brady and Levi in particular, like struggling before and suffering before they went that is hard for me to understand the meaning behind and the reason behind. But I think that you can find purpose in a lot. And I think if you can find something to sink your teeth into that brings honor to them, that gives you some sort of catharsis, I think that that is the key to keeping them alive and here with your family Earthside. So obviously one of those things for me personally is this podcast. This is extremely cathartic for me to talk to other women, to not feel alone, and to share my story or my kids' story keeps them present and here with with us. But another thing that we sunk our teeth into really early on the year following was we started a golf tournament in honor of Brady. And then as we sort of lost Levi, he became a part of it too, which benefited the hospital that we lost Brady at, but ultimately was the hospital, the children's hospital that gave us all the answers as to what the disorder was and helped us move forward and helped us navigate our next steps. We owe them so much. They've also helped us so much with Kyla. She had some GI issues when she was little and they were amazing. So we did three years of that golf tournament benefiting McMaster Children's Hospital. And then we did one year of their foundation run event called the walk and wheel. And then last year, we were going to do another tournament combined with our other friends who lost their daughter, but then COVID hit and we couldn't do it. So we are kind of left with doing some toy drives and things for them now. But 
again, I think philanthropy, I think giving back gives you cause, it gives you purpose. It also, you can do something in their memory. You can just donate money, you can donate time, whatever you can do is extremely, extremely helpful and it makes you feel good and it gives you kind of purpose and meaning behind this, all the bad that has happened. It'll, it'll create a good memory. For instance, when we would go and drop off the checks at McMaster, we would go into the hospital and drop off a check and we would get a big check to take a picture with. And that created a good memory at the hospital as opposed to every time we had to go when Kyla was sick or when we lost Brady, it created a different connotation for the hospital for us. And I think that's another reason to do this. It starts to make you feel good about the causes that were brought to your attention because of your kid's memory or perhaps your parents or your loved ones, anybody that you loved that has lost, find a cause that was important to them or that they align with and, and donate, donate something, time, an event, money, whatever you can do. That's another great thing to do. Doing the tournament for us, especially right after Brady passed away and then after Levi, it also gave us cause to work together, Neil and I, because grieving and losing a child can really put a big, big strain on your marriage. And it did for us. And I don't mean in the sense that like we were on the brink of anything big. It just, it changes the dynamic. It puts a big cleave in your, in your relationship. And it, it really showcases how you grieve differently. And most people grieve differently. Uh, I wanted to rest and retreat and you know wanted to do things to sort of heal himself and so that's really hard to navigate and hard to understand but when you come together for a joint purpose like the tournament for us it sort of narrowed the focus and allowed us to just focus on that and that was extremely helpful as well so another reason to figure out an initiative that you can put some energy towards and work together with your spouse or your parents or your siblings or whoever is connected to the loss the way you are and make something of it. So most people know the first year is really hard. Every time you hit those first, the first anniversary of their passing, their birthday, their first Christmas, etc. Those are all really hard. And so for us, the first Christmas was the first anniversary that we met were met with. Um, and we decided to go away and I think that was the right thing for us. It was about four months after Brady passed away that we left for Christmas. We went to Mexico, just the two of us. And that was exactly what we needed. We needed to depart from all the festivities because Christmas is great and wonderful, but it's largely about children and that's hard when you've lost your only one. So we retreated and that worked for us. It might not work for everybody. But now what we do at Christmas time is we create a tradition of having an angel tree. So we have a small tree in addition to our big normal tree that has all the ornaments that were gifted to us after Brady and Levi's passing. They are also included in some of the ornaments on our big family tree, but they also have their small dedicated tree as well. We also like to do a donation for them to somewhere, anywhere that makes sense. Sometimes it's McMaster again, sometimes it's something else. Doing either a toy drive or a shoebox delivery um, from Samaritan's Purse, those kinds of things we'll do in their honor at Christmas time as well. When it comes to the anniversary of their passing or their birthdays, what we will typically do is make a trip over to their tree. And this is something that I think is really special and a really great idea if you are a friend, if you wanna do something for somebody, this is a great thing to do. You gather a bunch of people and fund either a memorial tree or a bench in honor of the person that has been lost. Because what it did for us was it was somewhere for us to go 
that we could visit on special occasions and on non-special occasions that's not far but it's in a park it feels free it feels open and it feels really peaceful we can add things to the tree little decorations little ornaments and that's often what we will do on those anniversaries to feel like we are closer to them and that we're doing something for them some of the resources that were helpful for me were not necessarily full books because especially in the in the beginning it was really hard for me to focus on a full book but what i did find helpful was this one booklet that i received from the church that i that i go to and it's called Grieving in Hope, Leaning on Jesus. I believe it was a little booklet with little pieces of scripture on each page divided by theme. And that was easy for me to hook into in the beginning. It required very little focus. Um, it was a targeted message and something I could cling to for the day. And then following that, I went on to a year-long devotional called Savor with Shauna Nequist. This is like a devotional for 365 days of the year. And similarly, it had short passages short thoughts for each day for a focus and that helped me as i sort of returned to work those days that's how i would start my morning i found those to be really helpful as well and then another little thing is right after brady was born this book was bought i think for brady but just circumstantially wasn't given to us until afterwards and so it's a children's book it's by nancy tillman called Wherever You Are, My Love Will Find You. And I think this one is just such an awesome book to give to kids if they have lost somebody. It is not strictly about loss, but it's just about love finding you wherever you are. And I think that's such a great message. This would be great if you had a child that had lost a grandparent or a parent. Just a a wonderful, wonderful read. Um, It sort of breaks my heart and mends it every single time I read it. It is actually in my office. It's not even in <laughs> Kyla's room because it just brings me so much peace and joy. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is I found my way to essential oils when I was grieving the hardest. I found a few that really helped me after I had weaned myself off of antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds. Now, this is not me telling you to do one or the other or both. It is just that's what worked for me. Um, so I would say explore to both options, both with your doctor and with your natural path and see which one you feel the most comfortable with. Because I think another thing that was said to me sort of towards the beginning was, I think my cousin said to me, if I could show you your life in five years, it will look totally different than it does now. And it does. And I think that is the notion that you have to always hang on to is that even though the pain doesn't go away, even though the missing them doesn't go away, the days get easier, the rawness gets easier, and the countdown to sort of hard moments, anniversary moments, does start to dissipate a little bit, and you become, it becomes easier to see the light, and to see the goodness, and to find the meaning. So, you know, look for a counselor, someone you can unload on, look for a church or a community of people that you can trust, that you can find meaning in and that can give you some compassion and a shoulder to cry on lean into your friends the ones that stick around and don't leave and the ones that leave let them go just let it go and then find an initiative that you can put your heart on that gives meaning to the darkness and then find resources that are helpful to you i think those will be the big tactics to help you push through to get through to the five years later when life looks different So I hope that was enlightening and helpful and gave you a bit of context as to where I'm coming from 
with this podcast and what I'm trying to achieve. If you don't have a community or a counselor that you can reach out to, you can always reach out to me. My information is on the show notes page on the website. It's everywhere. I will respond always. Um, The resources we mentioned today will be on the show notes page as well as there's some photos there for you to see to connect a little bit more. That's on from heaven and hope podcast.ca and tune in next week when we hear from Rachel Terza, who'll be sharing her story about love and loss and where she is today. See you next week.